And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Our text is still Acts chapter 5, verse 31 to 33. Still Acts chapter 5. Today, the topic of my sermon is Jesus is Prince and Savior. Amen? Jesus is what? Prince and Savior. Yes, he is. That's exactly what verse 31 says. Jesus is Prince and Savior. We have Peter and the 12 apostles. Amen. Still talking about the grace of God. Amen. Still talking about the grace of God. They have a command from God to go out and preach the gospel to every creature. And the devil sent 70 men across their path to distract them. Amen. And um, our scripture reads in verse 5, sorry, um, verse 31, it reads, uh, Him, Jesus, God hath exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. That's where we get our sermon topic this morning. A prince and a savior. Why? To give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Amen. Not only Israel. We all know that, right? But he has to start somewhere. Verse 32 says, and uh, Peter is saying, and we are his witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. When they heard that, when the Sanhedrin, the 70 men, amen, when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. The word slay here means murder, because you see it's premeditated. There's a difference between killing, you kill, at, you kill in war. When you're at a war, it's not premeditated. But when you plan, take counsel, you are murdering somebody. Are you getting what I'm saying? How many of you thank God that the days of the monarchs are over? Over. They had no consideration for human rights. I mean, just too much power in the hand of one human being or in the hand of a group of people. That was never God's will. See right here, they just decide to murder 12 men. <laughs> Isn't that something else? Jesus was right when he said to certain Jews in John 8, 44, he said, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and about not in the truth. Are you hear what I'm saying? These men are of the devil. Men who are supposed to represent God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Men who are not filled with the spirit. Men who have their own agendas. And not the agenda of God. They are in religious positions. But do not have God's plan in their hearts. They have their own agenda. They are more involved in, uh, they are more concerned about politics and influence. Mm? politics and influence they are so consumed with themselves haven't you ever met somebody who's consumed with themselves and they're just blinded from the big picture the big picture is God is reaching out to people people are going to hell are you getting what I'm saying and God is reaching out to people sir madam get out of the way and allow God to reach a dying generation People need the Lord. And that's what Peter and the other 12 apostles are talking about. Since if we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, inevitably, we are going to run into the devil. 
Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? And I guess many of us saints are aware of that. Maybe that's why some of us are so quiet. With our faith, we are not bold with it. I should. Hmm? Why am I, why are we so quiet here this morning? I, glory be to Jesus. If you haven't, and I'm saying, I'm saying that uh, if you haven't run into the devil lately, maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe both of you are heading in the same direction. I, I said maybe, <laughs> just maybe, just a little something, something to think about. Excuse my vernacular. Just because I guarantee you, <laughs> guarantee you. That if you are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you are about the Lord's business, you are going to run into him. Oh, glory be to Jesus. But greater is he that is in me than he is that is in the world. Amen. Someone says me and the devil heading in the same direction. Look, I'm just saying to consider it. Amen. Consider as a child of God, brothers and sisters, you should have run into him. Oh, God, we give the praise. Oh, hallelujah. Let me share this with you. There is a day coming that's going to let 911. What happened, 911? And what Hurricane Dorian did to Bahamas look like child's play. You remember, you remember that, that particular a little city in Texas where there was an earthquake and they showed the images that buildings were reeling from an earthquake and they showed the pool in the houses was shaking every building the structural integrity of every building was compromised do you remember that this is going to be nothing during the tribulation the seven year period compared to what's going to happen during the tribulation and i'm telling you this brothers and sisters because we've got work to do are you with me? Just like Peter and the other apostles were about the business of God, we have work to do. My prayer is that God send us people who need to be saved. Are you with me? God send, you better start praying that God send me. There are some people who are right on the brink. There are some people, are you with me? The seed has been sown in your hearts. The seed has been watered. And they are just waiting for you and I to open our mouth and say, Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord? Give them an opportunity to carry God. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, how many of you know that we carry God? And you get what I'm saying? We carry him. I mean, that's a privilege. That's an opportunity to carry God and speak a word in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak the words of this life and see it come to pass. What a blessing. People need that in their lives. They need that only hope. And here you have Peter and the apostles attempting to give that hope to people. And 70 men who are supposed to be spiritual men. Against 12 men trying to do the will of God. Let me read this to you quickly. I, I wasn't going to, but I, I want to arrest your attention. I want to wake urgency in you this afternoon. This afternoon, brothers and sisters. Luke 21, Luke 21, verse 25 to 26. Jesus said that. Jesus said, and he's referring to the tribulation period. There is going to be a seven-year period coming. And Jesus is talking to the Jews about that. He said, and there shall be signs in the sun. 
and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth. Now in a while I'm going to explain what Prince and Savior mean and what we are witnesses of that mean in a while. But give me some time to awaken a desire in us to go out there and present God. Are you with me saints? Jesus is trying the same thing here. He said there's going to come a time when the, there's going to be a sign in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth. He said distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves were roaring. I'm going to show you in a while why the sea and the waves are going to be roaring. It's not because of a hurricane. I'm going to show you why in a while. It continues. It says in verse 26, men's, and that's not referring to male man. Human being, human beings' hearts are failing for fear. I saw people fell apart during Hurricane Dorian. You saw them on TV, the Bahamians? Fell apart crying. Saying, one lady said it sounded like a succession of bombs just exploding. There'll be nothing compared to what's coming during the tribulation. Uh, men, human, fell in for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. This, for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Are you with me? God is going to shake the celestial bodies in the heavens and they are going to come tumbling on earth. Revelation chapter 8 verse 8 says, now you know we've been looking at the book of Revelation. You know there were seven seals on the scroll. When the seventh seal was broken, this is what John said he saw. He saw seven angels. Then he said what the first angel did. He's telling us now when the second angel blew, he said it was at, uh, as it were, a what? A great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. That is why the sea is going to be roaring. You've, you've seen or heard of 12 feet, 12 foot or 18 foot waves. We're talking about waves of 50 feet, 100 foot waves. Coming up and collapsing on buildings. Because an asteroid as big as a mountain left heaven and came in the earth. Notice what's going to happen. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, you don't want to be there. And I'm asking you, just like the Sanhedrin did not stop Peter and the 12 apostles, don't let anybody stop you from ministering the gospel. God is depending on you and I to minister the gospel and leave people alone. Let me move on. Don't get distracted by people. Keep trucking along. Keep telling the good news. Keep talking about Jesus Christ. You got it? You got it right here? It says, burning with fire was cast into the sea. And guess what happened after that? And the third part of the sea became bloody. It's going to tell you why a third part of the sea became bloody. Verse 9 tells you, and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were what? destroyed now these are people who on the can who on the can on the carnival taking a cruise <laughs> these are people they've bought yachts and they live on the sea are you with me still having a good time and the bible says a third of every ship on the sea 
is going to be destroyed. People are going to die and blood is going to be in that water. It's going to, it continues, it continues. And the third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven. Burning as it were a lamp, a star coming from heaven. Coming down with so much power. Defied gravity. Entered the earth's atmosphere. Are you with me? And it's coming down. With such strength it's caught on fire. And it says burning as it were a lamp and it fell upon the third part of the rivers. And upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called what? Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became wormwood. And many died of the waters because they were made bitter. I'm saying this to say that there is need to preach the gospel. There is need to tell somebody about the gospel. Because people need the Lord. And you have these 70 men trying to stop the program of God. 70 men, contrary to their fears, it was not the apostles' desire, nor was it God's purpose to punish the Jewish leaders. That was not about the Jewish leaders. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's far beyond them. God has rejected them. Hmm? Are you getting what? God has what? Rejected them. God expected them to do his people right. <laughs> and they failed. It was not God's purpose to punish the, punish the Jewish leaders for crucifying Jesus. Rather, God had what? Exalted Jesus. The very one they crucified with his right hand to be a prince i'm getting there now and to be a savior in order to give repentance to israel god's purpose was to offer the opportunity for repentance and forgiveness of sins to israel not only not only to israel but to the entire world jesus said this in mark 16 15 he said he said go into all the world not only to israel you and i we have the same command today go into tallahassee Mm. Go into where? Tallahassee. Pray. And since it is so easy to minister, you get up and you say, Father, today is another day in paradise. That's what I say. Whenever I get up, I say, This is a good day. Today is another day in paradise. I expect good things to happen to me today. I expect souls to come across my path today. Unsafe souls to come across my path today. I expect people who need encouragement to come across my path today. Hmm? Every day, whether or not they come. Because it will, it will happen. Somebody's looking for Jesus. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Going to all the world. So in Acts 5.31, he was saying to them, listen to me what he was saying. He was saying to them, look, you all, the very thing the scriptures prophesied Messiah would do, Jesus did it. He's looking at them. They're getting the message now because they thought they were the princes. Mm? They thought they were the ones because, keep that in mind, everybody in Israel had to go through one of these guys with a bull or a goat for their sins to be forgiven. Now Peter is saying to them, no longer people have to come to you, but God has replaced you. There is a prince in the house. There is a savior in the house. Everybody now has access to him. Let me tell you something. You don't do people right. God will replace you. I think I said that too fast. You don't. <laughs> you don't do people right. You'll be replaced. And you won't even know it. You won't even know it. It happens so suddenly. You won't even know it. Because God is in the people's business. Amen. So God. They knew exactly what Jesus was saying. That is why they said let's murder them. 
What are they saying? We are no longer important. Are we now useless? Yes. Because you fail to represent God. You receive salvation in vain. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Oh, let me move on. Let me move on here. So they are saying to them, everyone has to come to him for repentance. Receive forgiveness of sins through him, not through you all. Hmm? All the other methods are rendered void. No longer does anyone have to come to you to get to God. You are, you were the middleman. God has moved on. And this made them irate. When Peter said that. The word prince here, very interesting word. The word prince here in Acts chapter 5 verse 31. Unlike other times it's used, is strictly speaking of this is what it means the one who goes first on the path and is hence the source the leader the author the originator the captain the beginner and finisher of a project god is telling them you didn't start christianity amen god's business doesn't start with you praise the lord Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, looking unto whom? Jesus, the author and finisher of our what? Of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. That's what people don't, people, folks hate enduring the cross. Folks what? Hate enduring the cross. Hmm? Listen to me, I found out on this earth to go up, you got to embrace a cross now and then. You got to live. That's what, that's what I think Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says. It says, it says, 12 1, you know it. It just let me, it says, oh Lord have mercy. I beseech you therefore brethren, that the mercies of God, that you what? Present your body how? A living sacrifice. Living sacrifice means a living dead. So God expects us to be living deads. What, what, living what? Living deads. Mm? God expects us to be what? Living deads. Carrying a cross. So we can be promoted. And I hate to use the word promoted. Let me just say, so we can be sanctified. Set apart for use by God. Amen? Set apart for use by God. That's just the way it is on earth. That's just the way it is on earth. And you know what's strange? It's understood everywhere else except in church. Yeah. The idea of sacrifice and pushing through. Mm? It's understood everywhere else except in church. Isn't that pitiful? People expect to sacrifice and go the extra mile. Everywhere else at work for family. I asked a friend of mine recently. I asked him, you said God is first. But I'm not saying that. Yeah, we say it, but I'm not saying that because I said to him, you should know me as a Christian now. I am a Christian who likes proof. I like infallible proof. <laughs> that's what Luke chapter, that's what Acts chapter 1 talks about. It says that when Jesus rose from the dead, he stayed on earth 40 days to show, the, to give the disciples infallible proofs. Amen. Uh, uh, to prove, uh, to evidence that he was alive. Amen. Evidence he was what? alive and that he was well he stayed 40 days to do that i don't know why christians don't like proof and evidence god is in proof and evidence where, 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 where did i go with that thought i forgot where i went anyhow praise the lord 
Yeah. So we're talking about sacrifice. Amen. There comes a time when you have to embrace sacrifice. Praise the Lord. You got to put some skin in it sometimes. Amen. The same word prince is used in Hebrews 2.10, but it's translated captain. So it reads like that. It says, for it became him. It was fitting. Mm, it's talking about Jesus. It was fitting that he, Jesus, for whom are all things and by whom all things in bringing many sons to glory to make captain of their salvation. How? Through what? Through suffering. In other words, it became him, meaning it was fitting for he, it was entirely appropriate for whom all things are, and by whom all things are, for whom and by whom all things exist. Since all things live and exist by Jesus Christ, it was fitting for him to be made the pioneer, the captain. But how was he made pioneer and captain? Through suffering. And I'm not exalting suffering, but brothers and sisters, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. That's the, on earth, this is the way it is. You must suffer sometimes. Mm? But it's just for a time. That life of ease doesn't work. Let me say that again. That life of ease doesn't work. We were not born for easy. We were born to grow and stretch. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? You're not born for easy. You get lethargic and, and apathetic and what else? Everything else that comes with it. Man, we are Christians. That's who we are. And you get up and do what you have to do. And then you do it depending on God. What do you do? You depend on God. He said, do not lean on your own understanding. Mm, it is not by your might, it's not by your strength, it's by the Spirit of God. Too many, as of, too many of us Christians are living the Christian life on our own. We are living the Christian life on our own. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? It is not about you living the life on your own. You must bring God in and say, Father, put your wind beneath my wings today. Help me today. I cannot do that without you. And then we finally call God when we're about to crash land. Mm, we forgot God at the start. Are you with me? And now when you're about to crash land, we call God. Do not live life without God's sins. Bring God in first thing in the morning. Whether or not you get up and, whether or not you get up and have quiet time, when you're stepping in that car, right behind the steering, you will say, Father, I commit my day into your hands today. Yes, I need you to put your wind beneath my wings. I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. Amen. It's not about me, God. It's about your agenda. There are people out there. I carry God. And people out there need God. Are you with me? And you walk out there with power and authority. You can speak into people's life and see change. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? You can speak into people's life, a speak into a situation and see change. People out there looking for that. When Jesus did that, they said, wow, we've never, we've never seen so much authority. No, has, there has not been any man who spoke with such authority and conviction and power. Because Jesus was anointed. Look, I think it's Acts 10, 38. It says, Jesus, oh, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and went about doing good. You cannot do good without being anointed. 
Let me say that again. What? You cannot what, do good without being anointed. You will be caught up with your own problems, your own issues, your own ideas, and just a mess. I know I was there. The last person I thought about doing my issues was God. And he's the first person I should thought, think about. Hmm? Anyhow, let me move on here. Some of you think I'm fussing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he said Jesus is a prince and he became a prince through suffering. Tell your neighbor you got to suffer sometimes. Yeah. You got to suffer sometimes. Yeah. As a Christian you got to suffer sometimes. Amen. So this verse is stating Jesus is the founder and the firm foundation of, of the Christian movement. Amen. He's the pioneer. He's the pioneer who blesses the trail. And in this case, the trail of salvation leading to eternal life. You know, that's what a pioneer does. He goes ahead and he blesses a trail and he or she leaves a path for others to follow. Are you getting what I'm saying? A pioneer, huh? they go ahead, huh? blaze a trail. It's called sacrifice and suffering. Huh? They blaze a trail and they leave a path for others to follow. Because they know it's not about them, it's about people. And people need the Lord. People need the Lord. Are you with me? So they leave a path for others to follow. Oh God, I give you praise. Amen. I like the word pioneer because it's insinuating that the Christian life is not a parking lot. I like that word. When I look up, the, I say pioneer. That's remarkable. Which means <laughs> a pioneer is always on the move. He's going to put you through certain circumstances. If you're going to walk with a pioneer, you better make up your mind. You see, Paul was a pioneer. At first, John Mark didn't know about what a pioneer is. And John Mark tried. And fell the first time around. But Paul was so serious, in my opinion, too serious. Hmm? Paul forget, like Jesus, sometimes you got to give somebody a second chance. I didn't say four, five, six, seven chances. I said a second chance. Praise the Lord. Because when you start giving people six, seven, eight chances, it becomes a habit. They just, they just don't have it. And so you just move on. Do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know that some people's mind, they are new, there are synapses and sinews that are formed in people's mind and they're just a certain way? That's just the way it is. And you ask how, God, only God can change that. If you try to do that, you'll get a hernia. So, so, yes, 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 yes. And so what you have to do is understand where they are and move on. Until new synapses and new sinews are formed. Amen. So they can see things differently. They're going to be the same person. It doesn't matter what you try. What I've seen happen is a divine intervention is needed. When somebody is standing the gap for them. Hmm. Somebody standing the gap for them. And like Paul on the road to Damascus, they get traumatized. Paul wasn't fasting for three days. Paul was traumatized. Shaking. What light is that? I thought I was somebody. But brother, I came across blinding light. Threw me from my horse. I've never heard about that. I've never seen that power. What's going on? I thought I had it going on. I memorized all Proverbs. Jewish guys, they did that. At that age, they would memorize the Pentateuch. Most of them in the book of Proverbs. And Paul, I thought I got it going on. I went to GU, Gamaliel University. That's the best.
Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. Good day to our listeners. I am Satara Wallace. We have Pastor Emmanuel Williams with us from Imitators of God Ministry, who comes on the air weekly Thursday at 12 noon. Before we talk about our projects today, we want to thank our listeners who have contacted us in the past and have expressed their appreciation for the programs that we present. Welcome back, Pastor Emmanuel Williams. Yes, thank you for having me back. I am so excited to be here this morning. Initially, you mentioned thanking those who listen to us, contacting us. I am so appreciative of that. I'm so grateful. We have quite a few people who have called and they've written, and it serves really as a source of encouragement because sometimes, you know, you do things and you want to measure progress. This is one of the ways that confirms that you're making an impact and um, a way to measure progress. So those of you who are listening and those of you who contacted us, I want to say thank you so much. Continue to do so because it serves as an encouragement to us. That is awesome. Yes. I, I remember you also mentioned it to me that you have indeed had visitors who have come to the church as well. Yes, yes. Uh, visitors, Dave, because of the program. Because of the program. They came and visited and enjoyed it. And thank you all so much. Uh, as I said, it's really an encouragement to us. Well, a lot has been going on at Imitators of God Ministries, Pastor. Tell us a little bit about those phenomenal things that are going on. Before I do get into these things, because we are a community-based church, the reason for this particular program is, again, to reach out to the community to ask for the community's help. We are asking the community to help us acquire our first building that will house Imitators of God Ministries. Awesome. God awesome. is a wonderful God. And uh, you know, those of you who are listening for the first time or who've heard this interview in the past, in March of this year, 2019, we entered into our ninth year of ministry. And God has been so good to us. In February, 
this year after committing this ministry to the Lord in prayer. You know, we started February 2011. Yes. After committing this ministry to the Lord in prayer, we started in a small dining room. Wow. We blossomed, went to a, a school, rented a classroom, and then in May of this year, we were presented with the opportunity to purchase our own building. Bless the Lord. And, and so that is why we're here today. And, and I know we're going to get into the programs that the church offers to the community, but I want to put that net before the community. Those of you who are listening, the Bible says if you don't ask, you don't receive. I just want to encourage our listeners. We would agree all that Pastor Emmanuel has been such a blessing on this broadcast, and we want to encourage you to go ahead and begin to make your donations and go to www.justincampaign.com. Again, that is www. Dot JustTenCampaign.com If you choose to give by check Please make all your checks payable To Imitators of God Ministries And you can mail that check To 4750 Capital Circle Southeast Tallahassee, Florida 32311 And we'll give that address again And periodically we'll give you the Website as well So going forward Pastor Emmanuel, you have some phenomenal programs for the youth, and one of them is the mentoring programs. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly, at our church, God has blessed us with um, uh, individuals who are who've been out there in the community, sorry, working and helping the youth. And at the church, we have two mentoring programs. Um, we have the Boy Scout and Troop Seventy Seven, and we have another program called Tag T A G. It means together achieving greatness. Wow. And these are mature people who've gotten help themselves in the past and they know the importance of mentoring the youth at our church. So we have these two programs targeted to help the youth, you know, go through the maze. <laughs> yes. You know, in this society. I remember that last year you started the health prevention services. The health prevention services, we, again, at the church, we have qualified. Professionals. Pe- professionals. Yeah. I was about to say nurses. I'm sorry. That's Nurse, okay. Yeah, we That's do have okay. a lot of nurses. God has blessed us, thank God, for <laughs> quite a few um, nurses and also professionals who've worked. My wife, she's worked uh, at the Leon County Health Department. So uh, God has really blessed us with people who can do that. And so we launched the Health uh, Prevention Services Initiative. And what it does, it provides a wide, a wide range of prevention, education, and awareness services. You know, the church is a strong advocate for the fight against AIDS and other chronic diseases and has conducted educational health seminars to address these concerns. And it's necessary in our community. It is. It is. And the thing is, it's in the church and um, it's in most churches. And that's why we decided to ensure that we can serve people in that area. It's needed. It's definitely needed. I know your newest community project is your psychosocial group, which offers anger management and is facilitated by your licensed clinical social worker staff who are also in the church. I understand you have at least three or four counselors that are already there. What are y'all planning to do there? Yeah, what we're planning to do is expand the psychosocial group to offer substance abuse classes in 2020. Awesome. You know, God has been good to us, and that's why we're reaching out to the community. All these services, all these services are done at the church. Um, 47 Fifth Capital Circle, Southeast, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, 3 to 3. 
0811 is our address. And um, that's why reaching out. Those of you who've listened to us in the past, asking for your help, we, at first, we thought we would have acquired the structure at the end of June, but we got an extension. Yes. We got an extension uh, with the bank and we'll be closing on September 12th. And so we're asking everybody who are listening today, if you can help support us financially, we would really appreciate that. I'm going to be honest. We need <laughs> we need $80,000 yes. to bring to the table. $80,000. And $80,000 is a piece of cake for Jesus. Yes, it is. It's a what? A piece, piece of, cake of cake for Jesus. For that's, Jesus. Uh, that's, that's, that's not insurmountable no. for God. And so... And so we're asking those of you can help to do so. I believe it's a done deal. I believe the it's Bible done. says, you know, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're doing here. Somebody out there can help, whether it's you or, you know, somebody who can give or loan the funds to us. That would be so wonderful. Exactly. And by, we, and by doing that, we say each one reach one. You tell somebody else. Yes. And, and so we want to go to www.just10campaign.com. Dot com. I noticed also that you had um, you have money management, you have health prevention services, you have other projects going on in Thanksgiving, giving out needy baskets. One thing that I I remembered that sticks out in my mind are all the people who line up on Saturdays. One thing that sticks out in my mind is all the people that when we drive by on Saturdays that stand out in my mind are the People coming for food and clothing mm-hmm. on the third of Saturday, every month. Saturday, yeah, the third Saturday of every month. On the third Saturday of every month, we do have a pantry. We have partnered with Second Harvest and Farm Share, mm-hmm. and we do feed almost 300 people plus on the third Saturday of every month. God has been so good to us. Look, I'll tell you this much. God has implanted a desire in our hearts to fill Leon County and the surrounding counties, the Big Bend area, the state of Florida, and the United States, honestly, (laughs) to serve, uh, uh, just just to fill them with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And part of the doctrine of Jesus Christ is to feed the poor. Yes. And... um, that's what we are doing. We are out there doing that which the Lord commanded us to do, and it is a blessing to serve in that, in, you know, in that capacity. Honestly, I wish we could do more, but you got to start somewhere. As the Lord blesses, as the Lord blesses, and when we acquire that property, we'll be able to do more. So again, that's why we are reaching out here. We cannot do that without help. We cannot do this without the without community help, yeah. being involved. And so we are asking everybody. To help us in this endeavor. That's awesome. I'm excited for you all. I just want to repeat the contact information. It's www.just10campaign.com. And if you choose to give by check and would like to mail it into the Imitators of God Ministries, please use the address 4750 Capital Circle Southeast, Tallahassee, Florida. 32311. Wouldn't you all agree what a blessing Pastor Emmanuel is in our community on this broadcast? Thank you so much again for your donations and for contacting us and for showing up in the congregation. We'd just like to encourage you to continue listening every Thursday at 12 noon for this impactful broadcast.
I am Satara Wallace here with Pastor Emmanuel Williams with the Imitators of God Ministries. Thank you for listening and have a phenomenal week. Bye-bye.